0: When you work with Von Segren Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segren design to create a custom, fresh, hand burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V O N S E G G E R D N E S I One and At V O N S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore Designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Final play of the game. Ron waiting for the wideouts to get downfield. Launches the throw down toward the goal line. Going up, ball tipped in the air. Pass out. Gordon Webster Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest. Oh, baby. Back to throw is Martinez, Now being chased, throws it out, a flat Herkin makes a catch, sets a tackle, 25, 20, 15, 10, Rex Herkin, touchdown, a rescue! What's going on, members of the congregation? Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Joined by Zach, and we've got only one other cohort here tonight that's okay joined by Fitz how are you doing
1: I am doing fantastic um yeah no no complaints got out uh with the uh with the uh after hours crew and the church of the corn podcast radio show crew so that was uh that was a lot of fun
0: yeah you got a you got a busy week ahead of you starting tomorrow don't you
1: I, I, I do. I uh I uh I've been called up to the majors. Um I I got the uh the slider is going. Um my uh eighty-seven mile an hour fastball that I can drop down to about thirty-two on my curve and then my underhand is uh has been really been rolling at uh Piscataway, so I'm getting called in.
0: So don't fuck up, otherwise you're not welcome back. Is 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 uh, my advice. That's my good luck to you.
1: It's pretty much uh, what it what it comes down to. So I know I got a lot of uh, I got some big shoes to to fill. So hopefully I can uh, get it going.
0: Yeah. For reference, uh, Fitzy here is filling in on the Sharp and Benning show tomorrow from six to ten a.m. on sixteen twenty in the zone. So if you're not familiar, Give him a listen tomorrow. So that's that's kind of the big news for Monday to start us off with. But uh, Fitz, there's some I want to talk about because I brought it up yesterday on the on the old radio. We don't get to expand on ideas too much there sometimes. Um, what did you think about Anthony Grant being not only the starting running back, but most likely the starting. Kick returner, punt returner. I think it was kick returner. What would uh, what, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I, I think it goes to his overall ability. Um, we know that it's something he's done in the past. He was a he was a kick returner. Um, I think he he got in a little bit of that uh, when he was at Florida State, if I recall. And then um, Summit Summit uh, Mexico Military Institute as well for Juco, um, although he was also the um, leading rusher in the nation for Juco. So I think it's it's an, it's an ability thing, uh, which isn't a, a bad thing at this point in time. We just got to try to figure out um, what's that going to do because we you know we've talked in at a little bit, but that idea of wear and tear, uh, just trying to figure out how that's going to sort out. Do you think it? Is it an issue for Grant first? And then the second part of that, is it a sign that there's maybe nobody else, or is he just that good and they need him out there?
0: Um that's it that's I think talent-wise, he's up there as one of the most talented guys, and I think that's why he's getting the sniffs on the field um at running back and kick returner. I I remember watching this film. uh, I think it was around Christmas time. I don't know. It was sometime when it was cold as balls outside. Um, So I was watching it inside where it was nice and warm. And I remember him just lighting the field up, just changing direction, cut on a dime, great hands. Um, He did that. Now, granted, that was at Juco, but let's not take away anything. Anything away from the kid. He still put up over 1,700 yards. So it's not like he's... Not talented, fucking the stud. Um, I would not like to see my starting running back as my starting kick returner. But if Billy Bush is is saying that, hey, thumbs up on this, and this is the way we want to go, I'm, I'm going to trust Bush and Applewhite in that department. I think they've earned enough in their time as coaches to kind of earn their stripes, I guess, or you know, to earn that second guessing, or I don't know. I I, I think that. They, they've got enough respect in that room that you're not going to say, well, I don't know about that. It's well, and they're
1: just, I think, you know, I would like to think that Bush behind the scenes as a an analyst last year, right. Was, was giving his input and was, was talking to the coaches, but he couldn't be on the field actually coaching. He could break film down and he could, you know, find the glares, you know, Hey guys, uh, I noticed on the film, we were supposed to kick it to the right by about 30 yards. Let's work on that, those types of things. But, you know, joking aside, now that he's coaching it, he can get in there and he can just show, tell, practice, practice, practice what he wants those guys to do. And again, I agree if he, if that's, if he thinks Anthony Grant gives them the best and it, you know, could change game, you know, week to week type of thing, but for game one, if, if, if he's the best, I'd say go for it. But you, you, you nailed it too. You've got all other coaches who, you know, Mickey Joseph talked about when he first came to Nebraska and they, the, the top special teams was a huge topic. He talked about going into those special teams meetings with his wide receivers and he sat in and was learning and wanted to know what the expectations were from that coach. And if he understands that and he, could look at it and say, Yeah, he's the most dynamic in the kick return. Now I want to separate kickoff and punt return, right? Uh, because there's some different names for punt return. But if they say that he gives them that I, you know, the best player available to be that kick returner, I say, I say go for it because it is structurally, it's way different than you know, fielding the punt. You you have a little bit more time. Um, you know, he's maybe he's, he's better at seeing lanes. Maybe, I don't know, whatever it might be, but no matter what, if they're not getting the job done in front of him, you know, that's not going to, that's not going to go either. But, you know, even some of the names that have come about that are on kick return, uh, blocking, you know, things like that, the up backs and all that stuff. I think it's, it's, it's going to look, it's going to look dramatically different, thus hopefully dramatically better. Well, one
0: thing that I do like that they that they've said publicly is they do like a running back being back there because they like the physicality of, and someone being used to being hit on twenty plus plays a game. They like that person being back there. To me, it makes a lot of sense. Your running backs are usually some of your most dynamic players on the offense, anyway. So why not put them back there to get them another touch or two? Um, you know, honestly, if they're downing it and they're at the twenty-five. It is what it is. I can live with that. Um I'd love to see that special teams department just get to average. I mean, just 50-60. Mm-hmm. If you can get to that range in the country, I'm good there. But um, stick go, you know, kind of going with special teams. Um Whipple said it himself. He goes, you know, we we've got a damn good kicker. Let's let's do enough to you know get the offense. Going, let's try to get down. and let's try and score points. But we've got a damn good kicking game to fall back on. I mean, we haven't been able to say that. And how many years were we felt confident saying it? Because going into 2020, you know, we didn't feel confident saying that.
1: Well, if if the opponent's average starting field position was the 37, right? That points at a couple of things. Number one, um, consistent. Punts from our half of the field trying to flip it, but we're whether it's a return or just the, the punt position of our 37. Um, or the fact when I think, and this lends to this a little bit more, is the the offense gets down there and they're out, you know, 35, 40, 45 yards out, whatever it is, and the option to kick isn't there, and it's fourth and five, it's fourth and six, it's fourth and seven. And they're forced to go for it. They don't get it. And now they're just turning the ball over on downs. And so just having somebody that hopefully becomes automatic in in Timmy Bleak Road or whoever it might be, although that's the name that is is there right now and it's being talked about, which is is great. Then, you know, hey, we've got a 45-yard kick. Let's go get these points. You know, we know it's going to be a close game let's go get them. Or, you know, the Huskers are already up a touchdown and now it's a two possession game because we can, we can nail that field goal. So, you know, things like that, changing that, that field position game could be huge, but it, it also ties into what you talked about. If that means that we've got to, we, we catch the ball, fair catch the ball on a kickoff and start at 25 and we get that, that average is only going to go up. And, you know, instead of the Huskers 13, where they're off, you know, so that big difference, those are those hidden yards that people talk about all the time, change things that don't even require um, consistent play calling in a way, and now all of a sudden, you, you've got, you know, 75 yards to go, and then we're getting up to maybe it's the 30, because, you know, we hit something on the five, and, you know, now we can get to the 30, the 35, whatever it is, and so uh, the structure of that, I believe, should be better, but no, you're right, having a consistent field goal kicker, having a consistent punter, that changes what's going to be asked of the defense or the offense uh, throughout the game.
0: Do you recall a time being so confused, I think is the word I'm going to use, by a, a side of the ball that most people show so little respect to? I mean, special teams obviously is is a third of the game. And it's really a a, um, emotion setter uh, for for your team. If you've got a good special teams, your offense and your defense are usually pretty damn good too. Um, Do you you think it's the amount of uh, attention and everything that they've showed to that special teams unit this year by getting new pieces essentially everywhere kind of shows that revitalized mindset of this team?
1: Oh, 100 percent. When, you know, even in the spring coaches, for example, and we'll kind of we you can work through this, but even just dropping a name like Phelan Sanford and the what he's doing on coverage units and then coming back in there, you know, even coming out from Husker Media and video and all that stuff, a couple, um, kick, you know, coverage hits and tackles that he's made. that, that mindset shift right there saying, we want to make this important. We want to make it exciting. Uh, They want to make it intense. They want to make it, I mean, sexy. You want to be on that, on those coverage units. You want to be on special teams now. And, you know, but setting the tone, that's a great, that's a great way to to look at it because, you know, kickoff, kick return, defer, whatever it is at the, at the start of the game, you know, all eyes are going to be on that kind of a probably collectively held breath on, can we cover, but all it takes, you know, a kick out of the end zone that was pretty good. Um, last season it was pretty consistent. It was a high rate, I believe on, on that, but at the same time, you know, a good strong tackle keeping them short of the, the 15 um, or a return. And it wouldn't even need to be, a huge return and drake said it yesterday morning just fair catching on the five and take and have the wherewithal to take those extra 20 yards and there's you know nothing wrong with that and off we go just those little things like that can i think can change the mindset not only for the fans but back to your original question the culture of the team i think that the investment that they're putting into that side of the ball is huge and now we've just got to get a return on that And, um, no, no pun intended, honestly, but it's just, it's gotta, it's gotta be there and it's gotta be consistent. What do you, what do you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, you're counting on, and I feel like this is the mantra for the entire team at this point is you're counting on so much to come together this year and go right when nothing else has gone right the last few years for this team. Um, you know, you're starting with a brand new long snapper, brand new punter brand new kicker i'm gonna guess you're gonna have a lot of new starters on special teams as well um so you're you're really planning on a lot to go right in a short order um it's 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 tough but i i do think it shows Frost taking that step back that ceo role that he's proclaimed that he needs to do um i feel like he was smart enough whether that forced his hand or not. I, I don't give a fuck how it gets there. I just got to get you there. Um, he's seen a weakness. And yeah, maybe it was months later than most of the fans wanted him to see that weakness. Bill Bush being the last hire. Um, he made the hire with, I think, the best possible guy he was going to get. And I think a damn good coach.
1: Well, to jump in real quick. That last higher part, I think, probably knew because the timeline of it. Whether Bush was out recruiting, doing some of that stuff, I think he was, in some way, a coach by name. Um, just trying to figure that out. But I think the the bigger part of that, Frost as a CEO, the fact that he brought all those holdovers from from Florida up here, you know, friendships, trust yes, men, whatever you want to call it, not, you know, whatever you want to say that they were, there were too many of them and holding on to your quarterback's coach took away a position, right? You've got, and I think being able to step back and Trev Alberts obviously has a huge amount of influence on that based on the record. I mean, let's just get to it. Hey, here's what you have to do. We don't know what those metrics are again, but No CEO wants a shitty manager underneath them though. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. You're the face of this. You're going to be doing the day-to-day operations. I'm up here. You've got to make me look good. So what can I do? And sometimes it's that tough love, like here you need to make some changes. And so, but like getting rid of Verduzco, letting him go, sorry. And then being able to open up a coaching spot where you don't need a quote unquote quarterbacks coach now. Because you have Whipple who has experience. you have Mickey Joseph, you have Scott Frost. I just it, it if those were the decisions that he made and came to that, whether it was through influence from from Albert or um, on his own, kudos to him. Um, and you know, he also said it then too, you know, he just realized that it didn't make any sense to to get in the mix of the play calling now and to get in the mix of that stuff, just let Whipple do his job. That's not what a CEO does. Um, I've got to let my guys do their job. Is that, does that project well for the overall state of the team heading into the season then?
0: Yeah, I I think it does. I mean, you, I've said numerous times and you know, it's, you have your head coach coach your coordinators, coordinators, coach your position coaches position coaches coach your players you know it's kind of a top down thing be the ceo oversee everything but don't don't get caught up in the minute once you start getting caught up in the minute that's when as a ceo that you're going to lose your edge i i really feel like he's been caught up in the minute the last four years um for the good or for the bad. I mean, the record is what it is. I, I don't think we have to go into that. It's not acceptable where we've been. And I think we all realize that and can, can agree on that. But also we're in the transfer portal era where technically there is a record of teams flipping Michigan state. Um, utilizing the transfer portal heavy. Is it a risk? You bet your ass it is. But it can be done. There is technically a record of it being done. Am I saying they're going to go eleven and one? No, but I do feel like they flip around the record and you know kind of get to where they honestly.
1: Well, let's let's talk about that record because you've mentioned. How you you feel that it's eight wins to keep the job, right? And
0: yep, that's kind of where I'm at. I think it's going to be eight.
1: Connecting to that, you have Sipple now in his latest article from On Three, kind of connected to Jerry DiNardo's visit. We were gonna we were gonna jump into this um, that. seven wins is that number and you know for a lot of people that are saying bowl eligible great but I I think it has to be more than that you
0: know because yeah you're at six and six at bowl eligibility technically you can get in at five and seven if there's too many bowls
1: yeah you've got the academic stuff you've got all that you, yeah and you don't want to you don't want to do that that doesn't that's a bad look um under the circumstances but I really think that if those changes come along, you know, and those little pieces come together and you said, it, let your, let your coaches coach um, positions, you know, and, and things like that, but trust that those guys are, are doing it. I mean, I would love to see, you know, coach Frost be able to, you know, during the offense, if he needs to offenses out on the field because Whipple's running it, for the most part, he has to go over real quick and and, and talk to the defense as well, even if it's just a, a, a pick me up, a motivational thing and support, um, you know, root support those guys or whoever's on the field, whoever's in the booth, just well, doing those things that a head coach should do that. We've all we all kind of see. But then on the other side of it, we also see coaches who are very hands off because they have that trust in their own guys that are going to do what they're hired to do.
0: So I'm I'm happy you brought that point up because I want to bring this point up now with now that he's got Whipple on the offensive side of the ball. Out of all of his offensive coordinators, Whipple is the only offensive coordinator that he's had on staff that has been smarter than he has or more experienced than he has been as an O. C. Scott Frost, you know, you had Walters yeah. there. Um uh you had Lubick there who you really can't say what their jobs were on the staff. You really didn't know what they did or kind of what their impact is. You won't be able to say that about Whipple. You're going to say, okay, here's what we're doing under Whipple. Um, I think someone did a kind of a poll on it or or not a poll, I I guess, um, an average, if you will, of, of his run pass ratio. And I think Whipple is a 55 pass, 45 run percentage a game which hey with it is what it is I mean in the spread game that's that's almost as good as you're going to get anymore it's 55 45 it's it's a passing game now even even Whipple um, now I think last year kind of may have tilted that a little bit because you've got a Heisman quarterback and a Blitnikoff winning wide receiver Things going to tilt that a little bit but do you think that that's the balance point that they're going to go to is kind of a 55-45. 55 pass, 45 run? Yeah.
1: yeah. With the way I, that,
0: that that running game, or, you know, with the backs that they've got on right. roster, plus the, the inexperience of the offensive line, new quarterback, new receivers, essentially. I mean, it's tough. It's tough.
1: You you know, and it's it's funny, if if it was – Maybe anybody else but Whipple in that way, just, you know, you look at his history, his experience, his track record, you know, coaching uh, guys, you know, at at UMass and he he finds one or two and he knows what he has to do. He's got to get the ball in his playmakers hands. Right. If that means passing the ball, you pass the ball. There's a, it's, there's a history that does lean towards passing, but, What I started to say is all the transfers, the new coaching staff, stuff like that, you would almost see it flip, though, in any other situation, because you want the running game to provide a little bit of um, protection in a way, right? You want to be able to lean on that, and then all of a sudden, now you can get your throws in and let's see how you go, but he knows what he does. He does it well. If he thinks he has the tools to do it, then I'm all for it. Um, but I do. I think he's going to be 55-45. It's going to be somewhere around around there. It could be just a little bit off of you know 50-50 50, one way or the other.
0: Well, he's been doing it since like 1887, so I would imagine he's going to be able to put some stuff out there that's going to be able to throw some folks off. Um, I'm just really hoping that kind of like we we've been saying that just utilize your, your best pieces and players and just put them where they need to be. Um pet plays. It's something that we need to see this year. Just something to get the offense into a rhythm. I haven't seen that. I'm hoping we get it. So um I kind of wanted to go through some of those questions that people sent to me. Uh, there's some pretty good ones, I think, on here. So
1: Yeah, don't let me don't let me forget. I do because you talked about you know what we're seeing i want to jump back later on to uh Donardo from the big 10 network coming down and seeing practice as he goes around the league uh stopping at all the universities so actually that's a good
0: idea well since since that's kind of something you just mentioned let's let's just chat about it while we're talking about it okay
1: okay i just know when you talked about seeing it i it it popped into my it popped into my head um the big part that for me that, that came out of that was Because, like,
0: just real quick, something you had mentioned earlier: Sipple and Donardo kind of have the same, you know, we'll say number in their head on what they think Frost needs to be at to keep his job. I think they both said seven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So seven on two pretty highly respected news guys that a lot of people around the Nebraska area are are fond of. Um, It's it's lofty. But it, I mean, when you look at the schedule this year, it, I feel like it is easier. You, you get Ohio State off the schedule, which is always nice. Got to go up to the big house. Got to go to Kinnick. I mean, you got a lot of big games on the road, but you got a little, you get some help at home too this year. So it's just,
1: well,
0: I- it's an easier schedule overall. And the talent on the roster is better, and and that's one thing that he brings up.
1: Well, and 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 Sipple from On Three at the very beginning of the article talked about that you know Donardo's not a guy. He's seen enough. He's been around long enough. You know, res- like you said, respected Big Ten Network. He's not going to inflate anything, and he's not he's not there to you know to to pump smoke and and rainbows and and, and unicorns to the team it's, Hey, this is what I see, um, on paper for sure. Uh, we can go round and round where other coaches, you know, anonymously through different publications have said, yeah, they're always the get off the bus team. They always look the part, but what are they, but you know, he's saying they've got some players now. They've got some tools. Um, and if it all comes together, but you also have Donardo, I think that, you know, without saying it, you know, he has to consider Whipple. He's got to consider, um, Chenander's defense continuously getting or continuing to to get better. Um, and then, you know, uh, Joseph, all those guys. Those th- those types of things all come into it. And if he thinks, you know, and he says 7's the the number that should be the minimum, I'm I'm I can I can buy that. And if you like you said you break down the schedule, they should be they should be 3 and 0 heading into heading to back home, right? Or staying at home and having Oklahoma come to Memorial stadium. And I don't care if you, I don't care if you take that right now as a winner or a loss, worst case scenario is they're three and one, right? But then you go, you go back through and you've got some winnable games in there that there's no reason that at some point in time, they couldn't sit there realistically. And again, worst case with the three and one, now you're, now you're four and one, five and one, you could be six and one, you know, seven games into the season with, with no reason to, to even question it. Um, and if that's the case, now you flipped the script completely on its head of what was Nebraska lacking. And it goes back to the very beginning of this, the culture, the the consistency, the idea that, you know, we didn't know, they didn't know how to win. Or they just couldn't get out, whatever you want to call it, now it's hey, we've got this figured out, we're going, let's let's keep going. And those games that are gonna be close potentially fall in, in the Huskers' favor. But you now it's that's that's a big wide angle lens of a view, but I don't again, I don't see why if, if they're at six and one at some point in time and they can't get to seven or eight wins, now you've now you've got issues.
0: Yeah. Um and and I've I've been on record a bunch of times saying I think the the number's eight, man I I do see eight games on that schedule that they can win, and and I know that eight is over what some people would pick, but I go with eight because that means at that point you've won games that you're not supposed to win, you've beaten teams that have beaten you the last few years, I shouldn't say a Purdue is has got Nebraska's number, but Purdue is a team that. I think is good enough to beat Nebraska this year with what they've got coming back. But they're a boomer bust team for me as I've gone over a bunch of times. Um, Nebraska may be the most talented team on the field most weeks, but talent only goes so far. Um, I do feel like the the culture has changed tremendously under the new coaching staff, which is great. Um, But it's, it's before the season still. So, we're early in camp. Um, I'll be really interested to in see what comes out of out of this camp. There's just so much new shit, you know.
1: <laughs> well, and that's the that's the thing. Just is can't place we have, it. We have no idea what it's gonna what it's gonna look like. Um, we can we can break down the film like we're FBI analysts and see. Oh, that player was there, you know. Although it is kind of cool when you see a, a Jalen Weaver number 50 just looks like a beast out there and a quick highlight. It just, those little things get you excited, but.
0: It's crazy when there's a human being out there that makes Ty Robinson look small.
1: Oh, and, and, and Ty said it, he's like, when, when he gets, and he's still so young, we, we, we kind of forget that. We forget that he's, you know, what is he? Maybe, a, a, is he a red shirt? sophomore, redshirt, freshman. I, I think he might remember.
0: be a redshirt freshman. Because I can't remember, but he's a real young kid.
1: He and he is and he's he's like he he grew into his he, he wasn't even that big then, but he, now he's bigger, but he's he said he's fast and, you know, I there's guys that if if he got consistent and put all it all together, it's going to take three guys to to stop him and all of a sudden you're you're opening stuff up. But guys like that but you see these things but it I, it goes all back to the culture and frost talked about in a quote he said didn't have to coach effort or intensity or desire it all today this is a hungry team and seeing a lot of really good things it's been a fun few days you know that's not the prototypical that's the best monday practice we've had since last monday type of thing this is you can you can Parse that quote out however you want. But for me, it's the players are a leading things, holding each other accountable and doing their jobs, because they know what's on the line. Um, Nelson has said it, you know, he's playing. Yeah, he's flat out playing for coach. He trusts him. He doesn't want to play for anybody else, so he's going to do his part to make sure that he comes back. And so, all those types of things. But that's that's the big culture part of it for me. So, if that's what they're seeing and that's what they're getting, you know, yeah, sky's the limit.
0: Yeah, it does kind of feel like, it, and I don't know, maybe this is because we've never had access to players like we do and get to talk to them on a weekly basis. But it does feel like this year's a little bit different, based on kind of the, the the off season thus far and the people that we've gotten a chance to chat with and kind of get the background and some of the insight from these players and coaches and different things like that. It does feel like there's a different energy um, going on right now. And people can say whatever they want about that. That's fine. I don't really give a shit, but um, it does seem like there's new energy around the team. Like it's kind of revitalized. You can almost see it in Frost's face. You know, he's kind of like a skeleton the last few years, and it's almost like I, I don't have to do all this by myself. Like, I finally got back up in and, and Trev, and then the coaching staffs brought in. Um, do you – I mean, Frost made the right decision by stepping back and letting all these guys kind of help him out, right? Taking the CEO role. He made the correct
1: decision. Of yep. I, yep. I, I, I think he had to because part of it was – and you said it, you know, earlier, that Whipple comes in with so much experience, you know, just based on that, and and what he knows, and and what he can do, you know, Frost is Frost is a is is a good offensive mind, and he's learned from and been around some really good guys that were innovative, uh, Chip Kelly pr- predominantly, but that was one way, and you start to see the 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 imperfections of it you start to find those weaknesses and you know teams did that and you can go back to the the quote you know big 10 teams are going to have to adjust to us well they adjusted a lot quicker
0: well i'm glad you I'm, they, I'm glad you brought that up because there's actually a lot of coaches in the big 10 that still hold that quote personally against frost so if they get the chance to rub it in or do anything about it they're going to do it. And, you know, it's been literally mentioned by coaches still to this day.
1: Well, and you, you go back, you know, when, when things weren't humming along at Oregon, you know, trouble ensued when, you know, things didn't, you know, because there's almost a, the timing of everything, the, the perfection of, of something that has to happen because you, you know, <laughs> we can always go back to the joke of the swing passes, you know, but, when you don't have the right type of wide receivers out there, when I say type big and strong, you know, Omar Manning and then guys that are stronger than him and bigger than him now on the team, those, but you've got to have the right timing. You've got to be accurate. You got all these things have to go together. And you just put into it the snap. And, but if they can, if he can step back and now the offense has plays, like you said, pet plays that they can go to. um, But it's maybe less thinking and just more pushing. It's more fight. It's more just, Hey, let's get in there. Let's make it down and dirty and let's get three or four yards and pound, pound. And then we'll, we'll get one. We'll break something or passes that are, you know, just systematically I'm trying to figure out here. um, Kind of just positive in a way. It's not yeah. it's not going to hurt the team if it's incomplete versus, you know, the swing pass that, oh, I missed it. And then we let it bounce and it doesn't go out of bounds. Was that a backward pass? Was that a lot those sorts of things? And so stepping back, uh, but being able to look at it and, and say, OK, this group, here's what we need to do. This group, here's what we need to do. You know, this is what I'm seeing. And he's talking in that regard. Again, in my opinion. It's, it's the best thing that could have happened because, you know, you don't just, you don't want people that are just going to continuously fight you and, and, and go against what you're trying to do, but you can't, you can't be surrounded by yes men either. You know, you've got to have a little bit of, um, dissent amongst the ranks, at least to create some, some ideas.
0: Got to have someone keep you honest. And if you're just Mm trying to buy yes men, then I, I don't feel like you get a true benefit of, of your full potential at the end of the day. So um yeah i i um i'm i'm really interested like i said i think it's just there's tremendous upside this season but you need so much to click and go right that it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a real tough season but um it's gotta get
1: here i we just can't wait i mean the 27th cannot get here fast enough just to see what that looks like out on the field man
0: Oh yeah, well, and we'll do our breakdown the week of and different things like that. But I figured what we would do, we talked about a little bit ago, is I got some questions that we got sent to us, so I figured we kind of break these down and then call it a night. What say you? you? The uh,
1: the, congreg- the co- members of the congregation have sent in their prayer requests, and they they
0: did. And the first one, it, it's we've talked a lot about media already tonight, but. Um, first one, I think is a pretty good one It's from Bryce. And he says, one thing I always ponder is how much credence do you put on national media, like the big 10 network who was recently on campus, seeing the team, um, perceive the Huskers year in and year out outcomes, GBR. Get that question fits.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to kind of go through in my mind. What do you? What do you think?
0: Um, so I think I'm going to go small scale and then I'll go big, large scale. Um, I think there's obviously some great local reporters here that uh, work at on three. Um, I think personally, one of the best in the biz is Sippel. Um, I think he gives great takes and he'll give you a little bit of opinion, but he's mainly giving you the facts. Um, he's right down the middle, I think, or as close as you're going to get. I, I think there's a lot of not so good ones. So I won't mention any names there. Um, I tend to give the local guys a lot more credit than I give the national guys, just because I feel like the local guys are so in tune with what's going on, seeing it on a daily basis, seeing how it's changed from one year to the next. Um, seeing the addition of talent and just being more readily around the guys, I think makes a huge difference on why the local guys are a lot more knowledgeable than the national guys. So, I don't know, I'm partial to local as opposed to national, but
1: I see I get I get torn a little bit. I, I understand the the um especially with social media, right? You're you're talking 240 characters. Um if they're not if they're not connecting it to an article, which again you have to read the article. I don't and I'm tired of the the paywall stuff like somebody complains that they can't get I you, you get it. Either pay for it or you're not going to be able to read it or hit your limit for the mo- whatever it is, but then don't complain about something. Don't complain that you can't read it, but then you can't comment on it either. So, and I think that's, we get. Wait, you're telling me get, I can't just
0: read a headline and comment on things.
1: Well, it's, it's almost like Jack from Twitter says, would you like to read the article before you retweet it? You know, those are the, you you've got to, you've got to do your part because, We've got to trust that maybe some of the information that this reporter knows hey, what's Jack's last name? What? Twitter. Jack Twitter. Oh, it's
0: not it's not Mihoff.
1: No, no. Uh, that's his cousin. <laughs> oh, okay. That's his cousin.
0: Sorry, I just want to drop my uh, childish joke.
1: Yeah, I I tried to just go right past it. I know you did. I wasn't like, gonna let that slide. Oh. Uh, um Swedish? Anyway, um, you know. I think they're good, but there's, we, we as readers of it though, too, there's, this isn't any breaking news and not to go down this road, but, you know, back in the day you had the paper and that's what you trusted. You had a couple of news stations and that's what you trusted because they had the information. We're at a place now where we can access other information. We've, we've now been able to access players and they come on and they trust us and we talk and, you know, you can hear it. So it's not like we can put stuff out there and just put words in their mouth. So anybody can go back and, and, and check, the, check the tape. So we, ha- we, we still have to trust them, but also as, as, as fans, as readers, as viewers, as whatever it is, we also have to be able to be smart enough that if it says commentary at the top, then this can be this person's opinion. I, I can have my opinion on Twitter, but you're telling me that this individual who is paid to share the information can't have his opinion. I think Whether that's part of the problem,
0: you know, though, is it's not being put out there as opinion. It's being put out there as fact. Um, and then and and,
1: they're high. They're, that opinion is blending into... What's yeah, the
0: the lines yeah. on is this a fact or is this opinion get real blurry, and I mm-hmm. think I, I think that there's definitely a market to do that. But if you are reporting something, um, that's cut and dry, I I don't feel like there's a whole lot of room for it. I that's why I think Sipple's one of the best at it because of how he covers it. Um, I feel like he's going to give the information and doesn't put a heavy slant on it either way. He's just going to put it out there for you. And I think he's the best at what he does. I I really can't stand the national guys in general. Um, just, I don't know if I've got someone covering a team, I wanted to be the, the local guys, someone that's got kind of in-depth experience with it, but it is what it is. I've gotten into it with a bunch of local or um, national guys, no local ones yet. So to and I don't, that way
1: and i don't know how it works and i know you've got a and, and sips talked about this he's he's been candid that he's you know he's he's gotten in some he's like spots fuck pat 40 some, well there's that too but he's gotten in some I'm spots not gonna bleep that, that out either well it's i'm not saying that's a quote <laughs> my point is with the husker staff going back a couple of, of of decades where he's asked some tough questions and he's he's kind of he's gotten pushed aside a little bit and You know, it might take a while. And this could be, this could be basketball, this could be football, whatever it is. But I think part of it is, you know, you've got to ask the, you've got to ask the right question, but at the same time you have to have a coach that is be able, is giving you not what you want to hear, but you've got to get enough information that you can write about it and you can, you know, take what you've seen from week one, week two, week three. If I can, if I can spot a trend and I can ask you about a specific question, there's no, there's no hiding it. Um, I'm going to take, we had Brian Munson on yesterday morning on the radio show. And he talked about watching the Woodstock 99 train, which I just watched that too. I watched it. And so what comes, what, (laughs) what comes to mind is those press conferences where every single person that's asking those questions, they're seeing it for themselves. Right. So now that goes, you know, we're not, the, they're not seeing practices often. I wish that's I could funny. lie that well. Yeah. Just that's in that the, bold
0: faced lie.
1: That's the point we, you know, you're, if you've got somebody on the other side of the microphone telling you that information and we, so what do you, what do you write? Do you write what they say or do you write what you've seen firsthand? And I think that's kind of where it gets a little bit blurry, like you said. So anyway, that's, that's, that's a way too long of a discussion on, on that media question. I, it's, it's not an easy job. You've got to find a way to be informative. You've got to find a way, but again, today's day and age, social media, things that are divisive get, get clicked on and they get, that's what, you know, that's what you're going for. But at the same time, we, we all can't just, we get mad when Frost would say this was the best practice we've had in a while. But we get mad when a reporter says, Oh, it looked a little, looked a little tough out there, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you, what do we want? And so
0: just be like know, simple. That's all we want. Be like simple.
1: Okay. All right. He needs to, uh, <laughs> he could retire and set up a multimillion dollar company of training and, and what, how, what to do. So there you go.
0: Just remember, you got to be careful here and you'll be fine. Um, good question from Greg here. Uh, I'm going to kind of condense it and because uh, I'm I'm lazy. Uh, is Oklahoma a better team than last year? Oklahoma Sooners. Are they a better <laughs> team overall than last year?
1: Number one, I knew the Oklahoma team that you were talking about. You didn't look number like two, it. Number two, I heard the question. And number three, I was just thinking. Let me think. Let me formulate a response first. Oh, Jesus.
0: Um, you know, dead I, I, air is not a good thing, Fitz. No,
1: no. I, the, the first thing that was going to, I was going to say is I don't know, but I can tell you for a fact, they're a different team. That's I thought the, you were going to say,
0: is that the guy that's coached by the guy that's got the mullet?
1: That's the, no, that's Oklahoma state. And that's, I'm a man forty. 40. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I can't say that they're better. There's, there's, There's no, we know less about them than, you know, any, probably any team on our, on our roster that that they're going to play on the schedule. You know, there's teams that they've never played, you know, but at the same time, you could go back and you can look at those code, but transfers out, transfers in, second, you know, tier players, backups that are probably still top players that could start in at other universities in the Big 12. Um, so they, they, they're going to be good. You just don't know what you're going to get. Um, how, what, what are they going to play? How are they going to, what are they going to do? Um, they're dynamic. They've got good running backs, wide receivers. Um, that's, that's tough, man. That is really tough to, I'm going to just go right down the middle. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to go with Drake's fence sitting answer here and just say they're different. I, I don't know if they're better or not or worse. What do you think?
0: Well, you usually don't lose your top two quarterbacks. Well there's both that. Both- Come
1: on now. Now you're just now you're just nitpicking. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Both five stars. And then you're taking a transfer quarterback who's playing with a brand new coach, head coach. And but he able- does have
1: his uh was it coordinator or quarterbacks coach that's up there now with him? So he's familiar with that guy. I think
0: it's quarterback coach because Lebby, I don't believe, has ever coached him before. Because Levy has been at Okie or um, Ole Miss. Yes. Um. No, I mean, a- oh, and they lost their top two receivers from last year and a starting tight end, plus starting defensive coordinator. Yeah, there's no so way in hell you're that they're saying. better. There's no way in hell that they're better. Um, I I I know Oklahoma is going to be a talented team, but they also lost stuff in the dra- they also lost pieces in the draft as well. Um, no, there's no way they're better. Um, and the second you, part of the question was
1: I was going to say I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt real quick before you get to the ahead. question. I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna come back. I I completely agree because what he's going to want what Venables is going to want to do on off defense. Excuse me. Is going to take a little bit of time. They're not, op- he, he coaches an opportunistic defense. Um, they, they are really driven by what, you know, the linebackers making calls uh, being, you know, we know that captains and stuff like that, but it's not, it's not just, it's not easy. And to get that going. Um, and, you know, there could be some ups and downs games, one, two, well only two games for them, but you know, I, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine that they're going to be better as a team. Um, they do have, it's not like they don't have good, strong, dynamic players, but I think overall, yeah, I would, I would say, no, they can't be better, but it doesn't mean that that game's not going to be, you know, it's not that they couldn't come in and win though either.
0: So what's your score? How much does Nebraska beat Oklahoma by?
1: So That's the and second I wish,
0: part of the question fits.
1: I wish I could remember. Somebody put it out there, and it was it was kind of cool. They they put um, all through the games, and I stopped after a bit. But I did put uh, Nebraska beating Oklahoma by eight plus. Um, I could see I could see a twenty-seven to. Seventeen game Huskers. Whoa, whoa, we
0: whoa. That's
1: uh... no, I. I mean, I know it's ambitious. It's it's probably a ton of Kool Aid. Um, maybe too much Kool Aid today. Wink, wink. Um, so you're drunk? No, I. <laughs> no. Okay, um, I just wanted to ask. No, no, Ossifer. Um, I haven't had anything to drunk today, but. No, I, I I just really think that if if things are going along because how can you not look back at what the Huskers were able to do last year? I mean that's that's the that's the the, the crazy part about it for me. So, no, I'm going to no, I'm I'm sticking with it. 2817 or 2717. Screw it, why not? What do well, I have that, to lose, right? That that's true. I'm
0: not asking you to put any money on it, so you're good. Um, last question I got for you.
1: What's your score? Forget this. You're not getting out of it.
0: Nice try. <laughs> I almost I almost got away from it. Um, I'm going to go with... Shoot. It, it's it's tough. Um, I'm going to go with a lower scoring game. I will go 21-17 for Nebraska. 21-17. Yep. I'll go a little bit lower scoring. I wanted to say, you know, like 87 to nothing, but... You know, I want to give Oklahoma <laughs> a little bit of credit, so I won't completely do that, and don't want Big Game Boomer to cry, make him feel well, bad about this shitty team.
1: Good. not Go to, to blame the point, but you you get rid of your you get rid of the two five stars, they're gone, right? The the quarterbacks, you you get rid of some of the receivers are gone. Co- you know, all of this stuff, the mind, the offensive mind, is is now out in Los Angeles. Um, hanging out with Sean McVay and in, in, uh, at poolside, but ne- Nebraska kept them to their lowest points of the season. Um, I don't, I don't think their yardage was was that's the lowest yardage, but they they just kept them in check. Um, and you put it all together, and I really do believe that our defense is going to take a step forward, better than better than what it was last year. We remember um, what
0: they said like, about that defensive line, right? It was like playing against a bunch of lumberjacks. I mean, they yeah. were not ready for that physicality and they've gotten, I I think physically more impressive and, um, faster and stronger this year. So I, well, I don't feel like it's going to be a better experience for that offense.
1: No. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to jump into that real quick. Cause it, I mentioned it before, um, you said yesterday morning that you want and you think it's important that the defense is the identity of this team, right? Yep. Um, that they need to step up. And, you know, you could get some pushback on that. But to your point, and I was thinking about it yesterday as well, if the defense isn't good, if the defense isn't continuing to trend as being – I'm not going to say elite, but continuing to to go higher and higher in the in the statistics and uh, the rankings for for a unit, things like that. Look at all the transfers that have come in on that defensive side of the ball. Um, Anthony Wynn, right? O'Shawn Mathis, um, Omar Brown. Was Tommy Hill a transfer, right?
0: Yep, from uh, uh, Arizona okay.
1: State. Yes, that's right. So, just as an example. Those types of guys, if, if that defense isn't ready to go and even, you know, trending in that direction, those guys are, I think it's just a sign and it kind of points to that team. Could, the defense could be the the leaders, but just those individual personalities, the linebacking core is, is deeper. I think that it's been in a long time and, you know, the offensive line, you've now got guys that have been in the system, Robinson, um, Nash, you know, Nash, all those guys, that type of stuff. And then, you know, Nelson on the edge. And, but I don't know, I, going back to your point on pushing, uh, pushing off the Sooners around a little bit, they weren't expecting that they, you know, the type of of, of, of style that they play, they want to get those guys in space, which Nebraska does too, because you don't, but they, they have the guys that can, you know, create the chaos a little bit. And now if they're getting the the quarterback off his mark, they're getting you know the timing is off. They're getting them behind the sticks a little bit more. Those sorts of things. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm, you know, dude. I I can't wait till the first game. I said it, but now you know we talk about this Oklahoma game. I, that environment. I don't care that it's the big noon kickoff for Fox. I, it's huge anyway. Well, one that thing environment. i say one
0: thing I wanted to bring up that you you had kind of mentioned about the Big Ten and and defense and different things like that is. I remember during the O'Shawn Mathis um, recruitment process to Nebraska that one of the big things that were brought up was the popularity and success of, um, we'll say, edge rushers or outside linebackers, defensive ends of the Big Ten going to the pros. I mean, I really do think that the Big Ten has the best um, offensive lines to get you pro-ready as a defender. Um and I, I feel like that was one of the big things that Nebraska could push over some places like Texas, that, that they have the um, not only coaching, but the the, the uh, competition to get you ready for that next level. So I thought that was a – I think that's a huge thing that, that, that they've got in their back pocket, helping land a guy like Len Hart. If you've got something that's not broken, why try to fix it? That defense it has an elite coach ride with it.
1: Well, you look at Michigan. Um, I'm gonna I'm drawing a blank on his name two years ago. Purdue's at Karloftis.
0: Um, Karloftis at the end.
1: Yeah, right. Yep, yep. Is that yep. Purdue? Actually okay. he just but, came
0: out this last year.
1: Yes, yeah, so but drafted, right? Michigan yep. had the had a guy that was a stud that has given team fits. Oh, Hutchinson? Yes, yes. Wow. Um, you know, those type, but you see it. Penn mm-hmm. State always has a guy or two. I mean we don't even need to mention Ohio You've State. You've got an elite <laughs> edge
0: rusher. Your defense is instantly better because you know you got yes. a guy that can get constant pressure.
1: But Mathis, his team, whatever, they recognize that. And it's – there's – you know, there's a reason. I don't – NIL, be damned, there's a reason. And there's – I think part of it has to be the play, has to be the coaching. So, um that's no, a great – that's a great catch. Yeah,
0: it's – um it is it's just something that's kind of always sat with me as, as, as if you've got a good defensive player that really wants to come to the Big Ten, you've got another pushing point to push on them is, hey, if you're trying to get some experience of what you're going to see in the pros, here you go. So I think it's it was just kind of a cool thing that always kind of sits with me. But uh, I only got one last question for you, and it's from Eric. I think it's a really good question. It says, other than a win, what do you want to see in game one? and then this is kind of just an addition, would you be satisfied to see like a 3-2 hard-fought win or do you want to see domination? So what do you want to see and what kind of
1: win do you want? I want the kind of win that we've played four quarterbacks in that game out of we don't want to run it up anymore, right? I want, I want to go back. To, I mean we did it they, they did it last year they did it last year I don't know what what was the what was the score um, uh, I think it was
0: somewhere in the 50, range of like 56 to 10 six or to so ten
1: seven ten something like that yeah I don't it, was see, a,
0: it was a thorough um beating let's just put it I as it is
1: I don't see why it couldn't be now I don't want to go that just you know first game overseas there's there's lots that um starts to level the playing field in, in a way for both teams, uh, but they both have to deal with it. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I I think it could be explosive. I think, you know, they're going to be ready to go. Um, Yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a big win. Now I'm going to go back to, what do I want to, what do I want to see? I want to see the defense getting consistent pressure without Having to scheme up a lot of blitzes, right? I want to see. I'm going to be specific here. I want to see three or more sacks in that game. And I, I think this, honestly, if if things go the way that I envision, um, especially if it, if it gets away from Northwestern and they're trying to come back and and, and things like that, which allows you know more of a, a pass rush and, and pressure. That there's going to be guys throwing the bone. That weren't expected to get in yet, you know, get a sack and, and throw the ball. In that type. Of thing. I just think it could be something where they could start teeing off on, on them, uh, defensively, just kind of having their having their way a little bit, um, stopping their. I guess let's let's back up. Stop the run
0: on that um, defensive side of the ball. You um, since you said that you kind of want them to be able to kind of tee off and do whatever on them. Are you concerned if the Defensive line isn't able to get get consistent pressure without going plus one plus two on the blitzes, and by that know. you know you get your outside linebackers or your middle linebackers heavily involved in your blitz game.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if concerned right off the bat would be the 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 thing. Now the hardest part is we don't necessarily know exactly what the game plan was. You know they may see something that you know they're just they're not necessarily going full pressure and they're just kind of keeping it in front and, you know, making, making the quarterback throw for a specific reason. But I think pressure though, just getting him off his mark, like I said, t- a little bit of timing issue, um, you know, at least pushing the line of scrimmage in the opposite direction for a change. Um, but no, I, I'm not going to be totally concerned yet. If they go into game two, and Three and they're not be able to instill their will as a defensive line, then yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be concerned. Um, offensive side, and then I'm going to throw it back to you. I I want to see accurate throws. I want to see at least one slant that is on time. That that is just looks fantastic, uh, and then um, give me. Two more things. Give me tight end involvement in the passing game. Um, you know, I don't care if it's combined with the tight ends or vocal at like getting four or five, six catches in game one. And then uh, just kind of establishing uh, a little bit of a, a, a running game to, to see. But, you know, a guy in there for, you know, seven, eight, nine plays, maybe an entire drive type of thing but you know those are those are big ticket items how about you i was all over, God, i was all over the place uh, I'm, no, covering all, I'm covering all my bases i can't be wrong
0: no you're good you're good um you know honestly i'd i'd love to say yeah it's it, it's going to start off with a cop out and then i'm going to actually finish my thought i just want to win at this point from them obviously that's what everybody wants so that's not my true answer i just want to win um i just want uh i you know i'd love it if it was a you know we'll say 35 7 35 14 um just something that tells me that nebraska was a considerably considerably better team the entire time and let's say if they score at the end of the fourth quarter hey it is what it is but I just want to know that Nebraska came through that game. Um, it was consistent on on all sides of the ball. Um, you'll notice I didn't say both sides of the ball. I said all sides of the ball, including special teams. Um, I didn't I'm, even bring up special teams. That's crazy. I know. I'm, Contin- I, I'm, I'm the one that brings it up. Holy shit. Um,
1: Twice tonight. Go ahead.
0: Well, honestly, and, and I, this is the most PC way I could say this about the Northwestern game. I want Nebraska to come out and beat the shit out of those nerds. I want them to come out and I want to stop them. That's what I want to see. I would love and and there's some great Northwestern fans out there. Don't mean you guys wink, but what I I just want them to ride that that running game and get right behind those offense alignment and just go. I would love to see forty plus um rushes out of that running back room. I would love to see that week one. If we can get to 50, even better. If we can keep our passes to 15 or less, that's that's what I want to see at this point. And not because I want to just be run-the-ball guy. I would love to just put nothing on film for anybody. Keep that film as generic as possible while winning games until you get to Oklahoma. Then bring a little bit out. I mean, you're not going to surprise everybody, but don't put as much... You don't. If you don't have to put it on film, don't.
1: Do do what you are supposed to do and do it right the first time, and you limit what you have to show. I completely,
0: I completely do agree. Do boring
1: if well. If if they've got to come out in in a gimmick, if they've got to come out and do some gadget stuff to get past Northwestern, we're in I'm trouble. I'm terrified. Oh, if, we're we're in trouble.
0: If we're empty want in the to, bag against them, then yeah, I've got I've got a big problem with what's going on.
1: I want it to be. The game, I said it. You I wasn't as politically correct as you. I said, I want to see some of our backups. You said you wanted to kick the shit out of the nerds. Now, that was Zach. Nerds. Says, nerds. I want Nerds. <laughs> I, I will That was. Oh, my God. The shit goes um, off
0: the rails near the
1: end every time. But I just, uh, I want, I just want that feeling of, you know, being excited when defense comes out, you know, just because the offense is humming and I want the ball back or the fact that it's second half of the game. And yeah, we're watching, but there's your watch party, there's conversations going on. The the beer is flowing. The box wine for Drake is just, I mean, pouring out of its spout. I just, that environment, just for game one and just enjoying the rest of the day watching football till about ten thirty or 11 that night with a good feeling um why why not why not nebraska
0: yeah it's been uh it's been a long four years under frost so yeah i you know i think we got 20 days i believe 20 days to get this going and um it is it, i'm excited um i'm optimistic as i should be um, but yeah, no, we're, we'll do the, the week of, we'll do our Nebraska breakdown. Um, so I, I think that's,
1: I'm going to say something cause they're going to go, they've got another week in the States. Essentially there. It sounds like from a couple of the guys are leaving on Sunday. Yeah. They're leaving on maybe Sunday. They're arriving on Sunday. I'm telling you what, if I love what our video department does and this <laughs> by no means, this is going to get back to them. So I love what they do. I love what the, you know, they kind of find some themes and stuff like that. I'm telling you what, if they don't put out some sort of a practice video, they're getting off the plane, they're driving, to the, whatever it is to holiday road from national lampoons, the song while they're doing this, then they should all be fired. I just, in my mind, it's just, it's absolutely perfect. It's that's that's social media at its, it's, its peak right there. So just, just give it so give me That is fits. Give um, me that. Are you telling me you wouldn't laugh and enjoy that if
0: if you never if want that, to credential him for anything that's fits, but I will gladly get credentialed. So just remember that's fits. Fits. Not with
1: an F U for Zach. It's with an F-I-T-N-Z. Um, and Z. And. You will be back next Saturday morning. Actually, I won't be there, will I? So, No, nope, you three, won't be there, but I will in be. Two, in two weeks, we'll be back with Fitz and the Tantrums, um, otherwise known as Zach and, and Drake. Oh, sorry. Am I getting ahead of myself here?
0: Yeah, no, you're good. It's
1: fine. Uh, I, have, yeah. I feel like I have to defend myself and argue because that's what Drake brings out of me.
0: Yeah, he's not here tonight, so you're good. Um, real quick, tomorrow we've got Fitz on... Sharp and Benning from 6 to 10 a.m. What role uh, am I playing? In the zone. That is a great question.
1: It's like on a soap opera when you've been watching it and you notice that there's a new character, but it's the same character, but they look, you know, yeah, older. Yeah, just, just you and repurpose different. them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. So, uh yeah, give him a listen tomorrow. Um Also, you can download the 1620 in the zone app and you can uh stream it live from there. Fitz will be there Monday. I'll be there Tuesday. So in the morning? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah surprise, will, surprise. Jesus, they will let anybody do that morning show.
0: They really I, I real, said it first. They really will. The standards first. have gone really downhill with me and you. So that's fine. Um, other than that, everybody, uh yeah, check us out in the next couple of days on the radio. And
1: uh other than that, Fitz, you got anything else, man? No, I'm, I'm this 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 was a lot of fun. Um, I'm just I'm ready for the game, man. I'm ready, and we know the guys are. We know the coaching staff. They just want to play. They want to put it out there. I am, and I know the fans are too. And we we see it, we hear it, we talk, we engage with with everyone. It's uh, I'm ready to go. So as we get closer, the it's going to be a lot more fun to even dig a little bit deeper and and really get specific on some stuff. So I can't I cannot wait. <laughs>
0: Yep, I agree with you. Uh, I'm excited to get the season going and uh, get some wins this year. So, everybody, thanks for joining us tonight. For Fitz, Zach here. Since Drake isn't here, uh, I won't uh, say thanks for him. But uh, (laughs) everybody, have a good night. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody.
1: Members of the congregation. Let's raise our Kool Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go big red.